Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. Dr. Emily S. Castellucci is a senior lecturer in the Department of Geography at Ohio State. Dr. Castellucci received her bachelor's degree from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and she went on to receive her master's and PhD in geography from the University of Georgia. Teaching courses on subject matter such as cartography and geographic information systems, Dr. Castellucci is also passionate about teaching and the students under her tutelage. A wife and a mother, Dr. Castellucci, is also a believer in Jesus Christ. Now our interview with Dr. Emily Castellucci. Well, Dr. Castellucci, thanks so much for taking time out of your life to be part of this conversation today. I know I appreciate it, and I'm sure there are many students here on our campus that will appreciate getting to hear from you and about your life and your experience and yeah thanks so much for thank you so much for having me i'm really glad to be here yeah our pleasure uh so of course there will be many students listening to this folks on our campus who have never met you before and i wanted to give you the chance to explain who you are your your academic background and what your role is here on the campus of ohio state Sure, sure. Well, I'm in the Department of Geography, and technically I am what we call a senior lecturer. That's a little bit different from a professor because instead of a professor who, you know, does teaching and research and service, my appointment's actually 100% teaching. So I'm really dedicated to students and student learning, and I do that with um, a lot of our upper level courses in geography. Um, Specifically, I teach courses in geographic information science, and I get a lot of people asking me, well, what's that? It's a lot of mapping on the computer, basically, asking spatial questions and answering it on the computer. Um, I got interested in this and geography in general when I was at um, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, got my bachelor's there, and I continued with my graduate studies at the University of Georgia. And so I finished up there in about 2016 with my PhD and got the job here, and I I really enjoy it. That's cool. So uh, geographic information science, uh, information yes. <laughs> science. Okay. Uh, now I think there's probably a lot of people who might have some misconceptions of what that involves or what yeah. a geographer is. So uh, I'm curious if you could answer the question like, what is the most common misconception you hear experience? Of, of what you do, what, what would that look like? Well, I, actually, I usually don't even tell a lot of people I get into GIS, as I call it, um, as a lot of people call it. But um, honestly, the biggest misconception is geography, right? Um, it's Isn't everything mapped yet? Sure. <laughs> That's the biggest question I get. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we've, we've mapped a whole lot of things. But you know what? It, it's Everything's changing. I mean, even here in Columbus, I've heard it said there's two seasons. There's winter and construction, right? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. things are always changing, um, be it roads, be it even political entities. There's, Mm -hmm. um, There's changes all the time, and we have to keep up with those changes so that we can make more informed decisions about everything. 
So mm-hmm. usually there's a, why, a where to everything, not just a why, not just a what, but where is everything. And mm-hmm. so um, what I learned in geography is that it's it's not just mapping what is. It's um, And it's certainly not just memorizing countries and capitals and what have you, because that's <laughs> the other big misconception sure, sure. that I get. Um, it's about understanding that everything is spatially connected, right? It's, um, it is a good complement to, honestly, whatever your worldview may be, to think spatially and in, in an interconnected way about life and about how we exist in this world. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So we're not, um, as human beings, we're not uh, just a soul or sort of a disembodied um, existence. We we live in spaces, in mm-hmm. geographical spaces. And it sounds like what you're saying is that that, that matters, being aware of, of, our, where? of yeah. our geography and our spaces matters to our Oh, absolutely. We are active agents in this world, and we may not realize what kind of impact the choices that we make and the actions that we we choose has on each other and even on the environment. In geography, Mm -hmm. we're very interested in um, kind of the interaction of humans and the environment. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Well, is there a, a part of the world that you are most interested in studying or find yourself most drawn to? Well, I know a lot of geographers do tend to specialize in like one area of the world or another, but honestly, I haven't really picked my favorite yet. It keeps bouncing around from time to time. I've actually had um, the the chance to visit a lot of places around the world. Um, just to give you a sense of where I've been, I've I've been to Germany, I've been to the Czech Republic, I've been to Austria, um, I've visited Honduras, I've even been to South Korea. And I can say I've been to Japan, but only because I changed planes in Tokyo. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so I've I've been very interested in a lot of different places because of those travels, um, and also because of world events. Um, I find it very interesting to understand where things are happening because it honestly can lend a lot of context context mm. to why things are happening, mm. um, to understand where things are situated geographically. Mm. Um, I haven't been to the southern hemisphere though. And so if I could visit somewhere, I really want to go to Australia. Um, that is definitely a big hitter for me. I'd love to go down under. It'd be pretty cool. Um, but honestly, anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere, I haven't mm. been anywhere in South America or Africa. Of course, those two continents, they span the equator. So they're mm-hmm. not exactly just the Southern sure. Hemisphere. So, sure. Yeah. So if you had the opportunity, hypothetically speaking, to persuade the average student at Ohio State to consider taking a geography course, what what might you say? Like why why does your field of study matter for maybe someone who's not majoring in geography? Well, I used to be that person myself. Like when I when I first started college, I really didn't have geography on the radar. I was um, actually thinking I wanted to go in law school. Um, But then I I changed to more of an international perspective, and I pursued a curriculum in peace, war, and defense. And I realized, man, I don't know know where anything was at in the world. And, um, of course, at that time, my focus was more on more of the the places and names of places, um, that kind of focus. Um, But what I realized is that, yes, that's good to a degree, but really being able to make those connections, like what I was just saying, to understand where things are happening as an explanation, partially for why things are happening, it's huge. Hmm. 
um, we as goodness, um, Americans, especially, um, I know not everybody listening to this may be an American, but Americans especially uh, have had some pretty poor geographic education. And um, we're really missing out on understanding um, a lot of conflicts that exist today because of that lack of understanding. And so I think that a geographic education, um, at least understanding the basics of space, of place, is important for being um, an engaged citizen in our country and in the world. Hmm. Well, that's cool. I think I would want to take geography. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm being biased here because I was a geography minor at Ohio State when I was studying awesome. here. So um, you don't have to sell me very hard. But um, well, we've been talking a little bit about your academic background mm-hmm. and your role uh, as a senior lecturer here at Ohio State. But I, I know I want to ask also about your spiritual background or your spiritual journey. Could you tell us about that as well? Sure. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I from the Bible Belt, as it's called. Um, my parents were both Christians, and we went to church regularly. And um, in fact, my dad was in the military, so it was actually at a military chapel most Sunday mornings, which was pretty neat. Um, and I actually ended up going to a Christian school for several years. And so being very inundated in that in that environment meant that I, I came to know a lot of the Bible and what was in it and um, was hearing a lot of different um, perspectives on what it was all about from a very young age. And... Um, and it's interesting, my, my personal salvation story is, is something very different um, than what you hear from people who have chosen that path. Um, and for me, I, I remember my mom came in, I was 12 years old at the time, and she said that she was talking with a neighbor, and her neighbor didn't want her kids going to a Christian school like me, because she, well, she wasn't really interested in her kids knowing about Jesus and having to learn about him. And so my mom, she left to go water the flowers. And I was like, well, goodness, um, why wouldn't someone want their kid to know about Jesus? And so I started verbally processing what I knew about Jesus from what I had learned from, from what, you know, the Bible actually says about this man who existed in history, you know, and I, and I realized, well, Jesus is God's providence for us. You know, if if we are open to the thought that that God one he exists and that two he might actually be good, well then it's pretty exciting to think that he's he's so great, he's so good that he cared enough to engage with us as a human in the form of Christ. Um and he was worth to me having a relationship with, you know. Hmm. And so it it all clicked that all these these years that I had been hearing stories of, you know, heaven and hell and and all of that and you must turn to God. I mean, it was it it, it went beyond that finally. Hmm. It went beyond any fear or intimidation to being wow, this is this is an an entity that that knows and understands and it wants to be close to me. I want to be close to him based on what I know. If he's that self-sacrificing, then he must be a pretty great guy. And mm. so it all kind of began there for me. Mm. Um, and it's interesting how in the church, you hear a lot about relationship, relationship, relationship with God. 
honestly, I heard that so many times it got cliche, but um, recently I've actually been meditating on that a whole lot more. Hmm. Um, and I hope it's it's not too, as, you know, too off topic to say that I've actually been thinking about it in the context of my teaching. Hmm. I, um, I allowed myself being human as I am to, um, to get frustrated, you know, to, to get bitter because it's hard teaching at a big university when, I mean, you want to get to know your students, but there's so many, you Hmm. know, and, but also having to uphold fair, you know, policies and be fair for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I started getting, I would say legalistic. And I really felt that if I was going to be Christ-like, that I needed to think more about relationship hmm. because it, it begins with relationship with him. And if we're to live like Jesus, we need to live with a higher priority on relationship than on legalism. Hmm. And so it was interesting to see how it, it tied back you know, from now to all those this hmm. years ago that yeah. I started really thinking about that relationship. Hmm. So anyway, it's a it's a bit of a long answer to your question, but yeah. but it, it very much ties that question to you know some things I've been thinking about recently. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's interesting to hear you say that because it sounds like you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I hear you saying that uh, thinking about and experiencing a relationship with Jesus in a way helps you as a a lecturer yeah. at Ohio State in that. You're less of a pawn of a system, sort of uh, organizing policies and uh, treating individual students as though they're sort of pawns in the system, so right. to speak. But but it helps you, like a re- having a relationship with Jesus helps you to see people uh, differently than you would if you were just acting on behalf of a yes. large, large organization. Yes, and there are so many pressures to just act a part of that system to cover your cover your butt, basically. But then, like, life happens, you know? Mm. I've, I've had students go through incredible things, um, losing their best friend mm. to losing a child mm. to experiencing very difficult illness and being hospitalized. I've had multiple students be hospitalized. Mm. And there's no great manual for these things. And some things mm-hmm. that are difficult, but they don't have like a, a clearly defined label. I've had mm. people struggling with um, mental health struggles, anxiety, depression, and um, and just trying to figure out life, right? Mm. And it it never felt right to say I I'm going to always walk by the letter of the law at the expense of exerting mercy when it felt like it was needed. Hmm. And so I got to a point where my policies were so rigid that I wasn't extending grace when I felt like I needed to. Hmm. When my heart was crying out to me, I was like, you need to. And hmm. I was like, okay, something has to change. Hmm. And, um, and so it did lead to a lot of meditations um, about hmm. all the things that Jesus was getting after people about anyway. I mean, oh my goodness, did he have so many run, run-ins with that group called the the Pharisees, mm-hmm. right? They were all legalistic. And he's mm-hmm. like, you guys, you know, it's like God wants you to be merciful and mm-hmm. to do his will, not just like be legalistic. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that all that legalism is something that a lot of people struggle with too when, they, when they're trying to think about Jesus or the church. They think that... Um, 
Christianity is about morality and following the rules and being a good person. And, and that's, it's good to be, you know, a decent person, but it's not all about following the rules. It's not about being legalistic. Hmm. So. That's cool. It's cool. It sounds like your faith in a way gives you resources beyond the HR handbook for <laughs> dealing with, with students. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm going to be true to the way I believe that God is calling me to engage with people, when my students are people, then there has to be um, mercy. There has mm-hmm. to be grace, mm-hmm. you know, um, like that which I felt has been extended to me mm-hmm. by by God, by other people in my life. Like there has to be a room for that. Mm-hmm. It has to be because life, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, it's messy. Well, Aaron, I, I thought it was refreshing listening to, to Dr. Castellucci talk about the connection she had recently made between the relationship that she has with Jesus and the relationship that she has with her students. That it just kind of maybe I'm adding more to what she said than uh, what she was intending to say, but it just made me think like how easy it is to compartmentalize our life that we have our uh, faith over here, our work life over here, social life over here, but rather that. Um, these things are more integrated and connected than we than maybe we give them credit for, and and I think, um, and in her example, it was it was just that like she has this relationship with God, the most foundational part of her faith, and therefore that should affect how she views the people she's teaching. It's it's rooted in the relationship rather than a transaction or some sort of legal um, back and forth. Yeah, I agree. I thought it, I thought it was cool also how she was able to talk about her faith in a way that she displayed how it, it is a resource to her as a professor at Ohio State. What stuck out to me was when she was talking about our relationship with places and spaces, and it seems like that's one of the things that she she cares about in regards to why she's teaching geography. Um, in a world in which now we have so much technology and we seem to be interfacing so much with the digital world that seems to, to de-emphasize our human relationship t- to places and spaces. And uh, I think it's pretty cool to think about how geography as an academic discipline uh, has value and that it, it really emphasizes our, our human relationship to places. And uh, maybe that is Im- important as we develop more and more uh, technology. Uh, maybe we need this this balance to see how, as humans, we need to think more about how how we affect and are affected by the places and spaces around us. So I, I thought that was interesting that she talked about that. Well, on Sunday, March 1st at 7 p.m., there will be three faculty fellows from the Thompson Institute that will be speaking on this topic, I still believe. We're asking, is it possible for a college professor to still believe in Jesus? So come out to the Newport Music Hall on Sunday, March 1st at 7 p.m., and you can hear some professors at Ohio State talk about why they still believe, even in a secular university environment like Ohio State. And if you've not yet visited our website, please take a look at the thethompsoninstitute.org. You can learn about other faculty and scholars that are connected to the Institute, as well as our interviews with other professors and recordings of previous events on campus. And please join us next time for Episode 2 of our interview with Dr. Castellucci.
Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.